Burns and Gambo, live at Footprint Center on Sunday. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Back here with you on the Burns and Gambo Show, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, as we are live from Footprint Center. It's Sunday, presented by Michelob Ultra, live inside Footprint Center with our coverage brought to you as well by FanDuel. And uh, while we don't get down here as often as we used to, certainly it's always good to catch up with old friends and old colleagues and get to talk a little Suns basketball. And yes, that's code word for Tom Leander from Suns Pre-Post, Bally Sports, and the Phoenix Suns. He joins us here from our broadcast location. Good to see you. How and you doing, I love Tony? when you guys come here to FanDuel and Footprint Center. It's awesome. I actually see you guys in person because I listen to you guys every day. That's where yeah. I get my information. This is the first year that we haven't been on his show. We got invited. Well, been on to be fair, we got invited we and did? we couldn't quite make you, it work with the, the schedule. two of you have kind of been bumped by Sophie Cunningham. So, oh, you know, not yeah, that you're not yeah. good-looking dudes, yeah. uh, but yeah. she's fantastic. She's been so much She's fun. done a good job. She's done a really yeah, good job. I know. But yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be tough to get five at the desk. Mm. You know, even three, yeah. you know, with TC spreading out all of his notes <laughs> oh, and his long no. legs and stuff. And Sophie's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Is she really? Yes. I know. I, I walk through the hallways here at Footprint Center. She's just towering over me. I'm like, yeah, you too? I'm like, it's Chambers, it's Eddie, and now Sophie, for God's sake. And you got to walk next Jeez. to the two of them sometimes. I, always, I, I mean, nothing personal. I always think about how high you have to jack up your chair on yeah. that oh, yeah. set. And, to even oh, and Chambers look like three goes, level heads across yeah. it, right? Leander, bring the chair down. <laughs> It used to be phone books. It used to, because we didn't have those, the chairs that had the hydraulics. No way. Oh, three. You used phone, to sit I, on phone books? Three. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, and then I dropped it to two. And then, yeah. you know, then eventually after a while, yeah, like, exactly. screw it. I don't no, care. You get a chair with yeah, some hydraulics yeah. in it, and you're okay. Know, right, let, let's talk about this basketball team. I, I've said for the last few days, even going into the Sacramento game, that these none of this stuff really matters. You can't get too high or low by losing to, if you lose three in a row here, you can't get too high or low. The only thing that really matters is, Kevin Durant needs to come back healthy, and then everything gets fixed right there. As long as nothing's changing, the mood's not changing in the locker room. Obviously, the fans are all freaking out. Two straight losses to two very good teams. But no now reason you have the No, I mean, I think, the you know, just talking to friends and family and fans, that you know, it's just tough when you see KD go down with a non-contact injury. And you're like, oh, man, that's like our worst-case scenario. But, you know, it's not anything serious. He's going to be back. Uh, hopefully, he gets five or six games before the playoffs. But it, it was just it was hard visually to see that happen is there any concern when you think about it that by the time he comes back he's only played like since the middle of january like three games and those are three really damn good games they were but he hasn't played a whole lot of basketball uh, you, you know most to. of january yeah. february march we're gonna get into april by the time he comes back you know probably so just not a lot of basketball that he's played this year well what did james jones just say he's not gonna forget how how to play basketball in two weeks no but then you're gonna ask him if you want to make a run to the nba finals mm-hmm. to go play potentially 25 games where you're playing like all Almost every other day, in a short in a, sh- a short amount of time. Before I mean, he rolled his ankle, he was on his way. I mean, his minutes went from what twenty seven to thirty one to forty, and he was fine. His cardio, that guy. I mean, he can run. He stays in shape. You know, I'm sure he's on the bike, the stationary bike, or you know, he's you know in the hydro pool swimming. But yeah. he's going to be fine. And, and, and to Gambo's point, and I, I suspect Gambo might be playing devil's advocate a little bit on this one. It does feel like there's a handful of players, a, a real exclusive club of guys who can not play but more than three or four games over the course of five months and be fine. Kevin Durant seems like he's in yeah. that club. He's you know, the, like, and it's, it's not a big club. Like, I don't, I don't even know, honestly, if I'd put Devin Booker.
Booker in that club. Like, I think he would need a little ramp up to shake some of the rust off. I don't think I would put Kevin Durant in that club. I think he could not play basketball for three months, show up, and be fine. Because that's just him. him. That's what he does. And, and the most overused term once the Suns acquired him, malleable. I had to look it up. I wasn't really sure. Flexible. I mean, you could put him in adaptable. 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 Exactly. Campbell's been using exactly. bigger words lately, so, and that's, but we've had and, to tone it so down. So that's different a than bit. a Kyrie Irving. I mean, you have to adapt to him. KD's going to adapt to everybody else, and he can go anywhere on the floor, and the Sun system is perfect for him. My concern is the role, guys, you know, and, and everybody defining their roles with KD out there because, man, it totally changes. I mean, just look at how difficult it's been for Book to get shots off. I mean, he's still scoring his points, but the degree of difficulty is totally different than the spacing we saw that he had on the weak side when KD was on the floor. Well, now, those, those are the things where, is it going to be Josh Okogi? Is it going to be Terrence Ross in the corner? Is it going to be Ish Wainwright? I mean, tonight, Ish Wainwright against Giannis, I think he's going to get some minutes there. But those are the defined roles in campaign. We need campaign to be campaign. He's been, he's been, he needs to be the catalyst Bernsie, off the bench. You know, and I, I will give Bernsey Kerman, he was really pushing to go get Reggie Jackson, Goran Dragic, somebody as an insurance policy mm-hmm. for campaign. Because there were some games last year in the playoffs where campaign was terrible they had to turn a holiday. Like, he was not good. So there is some concerns. Now, you know, maybe Monty feels like, hey, if, if Cam can't get the job done and Chris has to come out, I'll just have Booker handle the ball. Because yeah. you could do that, too, and not, you know, not really lose anything. So and he used to be Shamit, too, but uh, who knows when Landry Shamit's going to return. I don't think he'll be part of the playoff rotation at all. You know, and, and what's funny, okay, we were, Gimbo and I were talking about this earlier. What's funny to me about Shamit is that, and you tell me if I'm nuts, because maybe this is nuts, it seems like the Suns, after trading Cam and Mikel, what they have now are either really good offensive players that are questionable defensively, or just the opposite. Really good defensive players who you just aren't sure offensively what they're going to give every single night. And they lost kind of the hybrid guy when they got rid of Mikel and somewhat to a certain extent Cam as well. And Jay. And Jay. Landry can be a hybrid guy, right? Like, I mean, his shot, I know his confidence kind of wavers back and forth. Defensively, he's better than a lot of these guys that we're talking about there. He can defend. It's just if his shot is falling. I feel like he's a little bit more of a hybrid guy than some of the guys that the Suns are trotting out there now who are either all offense and no defense or all defense and no offense. He's a little bit more of a tweener. 100%. I mean, I think he showed his defensive skills, especially in the playoffs against Dallas. That's when Monty put him in there in the backcourt. He was staying in front of guys. And then even when his shot, outside shot, is not falling, I mean, he's very explosive. We saw him go to the rim, throwing it down and going baseline. So he definitely has those different levels to his game offensively and then defensively. I think he's excellent. And he's, just like you said, with Josh Okogie, so good defensively and you don't know what you're going to get on the offensive end. But we said the same thing about Jay Crowder. You know, the thing with Jay was he'd go 0 for 7. You're like, man, as long as a minute and a half left in the game, a minute and a half left in the game, you're like, go ahead and shoot it, Jay, because that's when he was money and that's what happened in the first meeting between the Suns and Bucks. And it was, I was doing a little research on this game, just looking at, okay, who's going to cover Giannis? And how did Giannis do last year? And I went back. He, he was held under 20 in both games. I'm like, oh, that was good. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Jay Crowder was covering it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was on yeah. their team. Yeah. I think that, you know, James's philosophy when they didn't have the star players was to always try to beat teams 4 through 12. I'm going to have a better fourth guy, fifth guy, sixth guy, seventh guy, eighth guy. They were able to do that. But once you start spending the type of money they're spending on Booker, Paul, KD, DA, your role players are all minimum guys. Your role players are all just guys that are on veteran minimum contracts, the majority of them. So it's harder to have a great bench. It's harder to have the depth that you may want when you're so top-heavy with four guys making so much money. And we saw that with Golden State. I mean, so many of those teams, the, the 
the Bulls of the past, you know, you had all those role guys coming in off the bench. The thing with Golden State and why they had so much success was they could depend on guys like Sean Livingston or Leandro Barbosa, the guys that were coming in off the bench for them. Um, even Iguodala, Iguodala you know, before yeah. he, they put him in the starting lineup. So the Suns just don't haven't had that consistency, that reliability on the guys from the bench. And that's what I was talking about with KD. That would have been nice to have a couple extra weeks to see, all right, you're the guy, you're six, you're seven, you're eight. Right now, I mean, eight can be 11, 11 could be seven. I mean, everybody's bouncing back and forth. Sure. And Monty, Monty's got a short leash. I mean, you saw the other day, Damian Lee played four minutes, campaign played seven minutes. So he's basically, if you don't give it to him in the first three to four minutes, you're coming out. And that's why I've noticed with like a TJ Warren, I'd like to see that leash be a little bit longer Man, for him. That's a, just, just that's a big question score. mark for me. I'm not exactly sure what's going on he there. He could score. He, yes, he can. But, but, he's not but good something's missing. Something's missing. But Ross at is practice so or bad somewhere. defensively. Yeah. I don't know. You know, again, it's it's not open practices anymore. So we used to be able to get in there and kind of right. really see that. And I see why. I mean, there's obvious reasons. Social media and there has to be a trust level for all the eyes in there. I mean, you go back to the Draymond Green Jordan Poole thing. Like somebody took a video of that and, and, yeah. and exposed what happened. So teams now are very protective. And things like T.J. Warren just wondering, man, it'd be great to be in practice. Go, you know, he's not picking up plays or oh, guys are blowing past him or his shot's just not there. But I think we all expected after those deals, bringing in T.J. Warren and Terrence Ross, that was six and seven with campaign eight. You know, those were the three first guys off the bench. Yeah, and, and I think we all know this isn't our first rodeo. We all know how this is going to work come playoff time. Starters minutes are going to grow. Bench guys minutes are going to shrink. So, you know, two months from now, a month from now, this might not mean as much. They'll still provide minutes, of course, but not the same volume that they're providing now. That is why my concern about campaign is profound. Because mm-hmm. he is virtually a lock to be a guy who gets those minutes come playoff time, right? I mean, he is the backup point guard. Your starter's 37 years old. There are other things you can do. I'm really worried about campaign. He just has not looked right since coming back from this injury at all. I mentioned on the show yesterday, it was the Kings game at home. It was the first time I saw him really frustrated on the bench. Um, and I think that was Monty talk, took him out after just a few minutes. And he's just such an upbeat guy. He's always the first guy off the bench high five and all the other players if, if he's not in there but yeah there was some visual frustration uh, with Cam but you know what he's, he, he can bounce back in one game if he plays well tonight against the Bucks, strings together two or three good games I think we're all going to be back on board going you know he can be that trigger man coming in off the bench and that was my vision it was campaign coming in for Chris Paul because I really want pace I want pace with KD and Book I want to see campaign pushing it and those guys out on the wings and you got maybe you know if DA's out there or even Jock trailing I mean, that, that's because Chris just, doesn't play with a lot of pace. No, no, he doesn't none. play with. No, I'm watching that clock going. Get it over. You're almost. <laughs> yeah. You're almost. That's why Sacramento 16. plays so fast. You know, Sacramento uh-huh. plays fast, and you know, Golden State plays so fast. And it's like, okay, you match up with some of these teams. You got to play a little bit quicker. You got to try to match that a little and bit. And that was the beauty of KD watching him bring the ball up the floor. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, and, like, and seriously, and you're going to get more of that come yes, playoff time. No I mean, the, the ball handler, offensive initiative role that doesn't have to be a traditional point guard by any means when this thing gets into the postseason between KD and Book and all the options yeah. they've got. You've got a show you've got to get ready for? 6.30. 6.30. Anything you want to promote on Valley Sports for tonight? TC and Spicy. Spicy Sophie Cunningham. Actually, we're going to talk to Sophie about Brittany Griner. She's been working out with Brittany over oh, nice. the practice facility. So, okay. you know, it's not a topic that we've really touched upon. Um, Brittany's going through a lot of stuff right now. Sure. So, uh, But it'll be really interesting. Sophie and I have had some conversations 
conversations off air about it and uh, yeah just for her to kind of express her feelings about Brittany and what she's seeing and feeling from from Griner. yeah it's just so great that, that's cool that she's back and she's back in the flow and basketball is you know for everybody if you're you know if you're having problems on the outside that's where you go that's your sanctuary all right well if one day comes and Sophie's not there for you we're we're still more than happy to come, come off the bench and, yeah come, come off, off the, the bench. bench and watch TC and Gambo go at it for a few minutes that's always fun I'm not sure if you guys quite have the wardrobe that Sophie brings to these games though so yeah you may not really know what's in Bernsey's closet (laughs) don't want to know are you saying a short sleeve Hanley t-shirt and a second hand where he does the radio show from sometimes (laughs) she brings a really great perspective and she's excellent and she's going to be on ESPN or TNT I'm like Sophie this is great having you here for a couple weeks but in in, any time your agent's calling Mm -hmm. it was great to have you Mm -hmm. thanks exactly